You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 Network. You're listening to episode 327 and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. Natalie Kudanova is a product marketing manager to JetBrains RubyMine, an IDE for Ruby and Rails developers. She helps the RubyMine team understand the needs of their users and to deliver a useful product. She also helps developers learn about what RubyMine has to offer for them. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for inviting me and greetings from St. Petersburg. It's wonderful to have you. And I think you told me in the pre-show, this is actually your first podcast. Oh, indeed it is. So I might be a bit nervous. So Natalie, what is your technical origin story? Uh, So despite having the word marketing in my job title, uh, this is the field that I got into most recently. I actually come from a technical background. I studied computer science at university and got my first job in IT a couple of years before graduation in 2009, I think. During that time, I've been in various roles, such as QA engineer, .NET developer, head of a department, product manager, content creator. Well, now I'm certainly not as skilled as someone who's been refining their skills uh, in a single field for years, uh, saying programming, but I happen to have experience in the cross-section of several fields, which is also useful in some cases, like uh, now what I do for a That is so cool. You sound like you have such a varied background, so that must lend well to what you do. Uh, Yes, I guess all the past led to JetBrains. Oh, for sure. So just in case uh, the listeners do not know, what is an IDE? So uh, in a nutshell, an IDE is a tool for computer programmers where they can develop software, uh, which usually comes with most, if not all, of the tools a developer needs right out of the box. Uh, That is a code editor, a debugger, tools for build automation, testing, refactoring, database management, integration with virtual control systems, and so on. And uh, an important thing about IDEs is that they provide uh, code assistance. Uh, For example, code completion, which gives you suggestions based on the context, and navigation abilities, which allow you to jump to a class or declaration in a code directly or code analysis, which helps with the refactoring and can even apply quick fixes for you. All in all, an ID is meant to have all in one place to make a developer's life enjoyable and productive. See, this is why I ask you the question, because that was a much better explanation than I would have given. (laughs) (laughs) So for our listeners who've been lucky enough to attend conferences in the regions, Um, JetBrains definitely has a big presence at them, but in case listeners do not know about them, what is JetBrains? Uh, JetBrains is an international company uh, that creates professional software development tools to help developers work smarter and faster. We do strive to create the strongest, most effective developer tools on earth, (laughs) ambitious as it is. Um, By automating common repetitive tasks, uh, we enable programmers to focus on code design and the big picture instead of boilerplate code. That's awesome. So I'm curious, I have spent some time as a product marketing manager, and it's always kind of a difficult rule to explain to people. People are not clear whether or not it's technical or not. So what is a day in the life of a product marketing manager? And do you really see it as a hybrid between product and marketing? Well, in a sense, it is. 
and actually there is no typical day, at least for me. I'm basically the person who helps the team, the Ruby main team, hear the voices of uh, Ruby developers, and I'm the one who tells Ruby developers what good Ruby main has to offer. Uh, that said, I communicate with customers online and offline. I'm in charge of advertising, marketing research, content creation, coding sometimes, and so on. I don't do it all myself, of course, but I am the dot where all these lines connect. I love that. Where are some of the best places, either online or offline, to reach Ruby developers? Oh, uh, well, uh, I'd say it's uh, Reddit, of course, and Twitter has a huge community. And we have our own channels, uh, like our newsletters. We also get a lot of feedback uh, via our issue tracker. So there are lots of places, uh, social media and uh, online. That's great. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for an elevator pitch for our listeners who haven't had a chance to ever use RubyMind before. I've been a user for about five years and I absolutely love it. So why should Ruby developers consider using RubyMind? Well, uh, RubyMind is an IDE. Uh, that said, it has uh, all essential tools that help you code Ruby more efficiently. It offers powerful code inside features such as code completion, code navigation, language-specific inspections, uh, quick fixes, refactorings in editor, quick documentation. RubyMind provides a test runner, debugger, VCS support. Uh, <laughs> I could go for hours. It's basically everything you need to develop in Ruby all in one place. No, I agree. I really, and I should say this as well, that JetBrains is not a sponsor of the podcast. I was excited to have Natalie on just because I've been a user of the tool for so long. And really, there isn't many tools out there like RubyMine. And what's fascinating about JetBrains is RubyMine, yes, is for the Ruby on Rails community, but they have a solution for pretty much every market out there. My partner writes uh, PHP full, full time and he uses PHP Storm. Yeah, actually, it's pretty easy to transfer from one IDE to another. For example, if you want to learn a new language or try something new, you can just switch to a different uh, JetBrains ID and you'll be like at home. That's so great. Well, I definitely have a lot more questions for you, but we are going to take a quick break for our sponsor. This portion of the 5x5 Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Datadog. Do you have an app in production that is slower than you like? Is its performance all over the place? Sometimes fast, sometimes slow? Do you know why? With Datadog, you will. You can troubleshoot your app's performance with Datadog's end-to-end tracing and in one click correlate those Ruby traces with related logs and metrics. Use their detailed flame graphs to identify bottlenecks and latency in that app of yours. Start tracking the performance of your apps with a free trial at datadog.com slash rubyrailspodcast. And if you sign up for a trial and install the agent, Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Link will be in the show notes. Thank you to Datadog for sponsoring the show. Back to you, Natalie. So I would love it if you could walk me through a recently added feature in RubyMine and what steps you made to promote it. Uh, well, for example, one of the latest features uh, we added is uh, the support for liquid template language made by Shopify. By support, I mean uh, syntax highlighting, uh, detecting errors and uh, stuff like this. 
what we have an early access program which contains all the new features for the upcoming release it happens three times a year uh, with builds coming out every week so my main goal here is not so much to promote but to encourage people to try the new features and get their feedback uh, whether they run into issues or have any ideas or suggestions my main goal here is not so much to promote but to encourage people try new features and get their feedback whether they run into issues or have any ideas or suggestions. Uh, we post this information in our blog, in our newsletters, on social media, and we get feedback through our issue tracker and on social media as well. So all this is done to deliver uh, the best functionality we can by the release date. So you must straddle an interesting position where are you also acting as a developer evangelist for RubyMine where you're writing tutorials and documentation? We actually have a technical writer who writes the documentation and most of the tutorials, but I do write blog posts about new features and I would say our responsibilities uh, intersect a bit. Yes. So can you tell me more about the early user access program because I was taking a look at it this morning and it looks like you don't need to have a subscription in order to be a user? Uh, sure, you can just download uh, early access program builds from our website. They work for 30 days, but during that time they are free to use. So they might be not as stable as our release versions and they might contain some issues because it's a pre-release -pre software. Uh, but that's basically RubyMine with all the newest features. So just download it and try it and give us feedback. Interesting. So is there someone at JetBrains who is constantly monitoring what the Rails and Ruby communities are doing? So for example, with Ruby 2.7 and pattern matching, is that something that needed to be incorporated into RubyMine? All do monitor what happens in Ruby and Rails communities. We follow the communities and uh, the development of Ruby, Rails, and the tools for them. And we do our best to support the latest features, even they, when they are not in the release state yet. For example, uh, I don't know, the uh, startless intervals, uh, we just added them in the latest release. Awesome. So I'd love to dig into just the entire world of IDEs because I feel like it has changed so much over the last couple of years. I feel like the introduction of VS Code was big. Um, a lot of developers converted over to it, and there, there are tried and true solutions for people who use Sublime, Atom, and you know other IDEs out there, or they just use the command line. So I'm curious, is it difficult in a world of where there are a lot of free IDEs um, that developers need to pay for? Well, it's actually not about the promotion, uh, but about providing the best development experience. Because usually the price tag or lack of it is far less important than providing what people need. So uh, what we focus on is learning what developers need, what they struggle with, and to provide the tools that works best for them. And in that case, it doesn't matter that much whether it's a paid tool or a free one. Is there kind of a user persona of that Ruby developer who would reach for something like RubyMine? Mm. Well, it's usually a person who is not satisfied with just an editor or wants uh, some code assistance or uh, some integration with VCS or, uh, I don't know, testing. So it's usually either the person who provides uh, the most uh, 
minimalist experience who would go for other tools like editors like Atom and they configure it for them or a person who wants everything out of the box and then it's Ruby my customer. That makes sense. I, I can say for myself, when I joined my current job at the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust, it was a very large legacy code base and I really did not know where anything was throughout that application. And so they handed me a license of RubyMine, which I had never seen before, but I was excited to give it a try. And what I really liked was the ability to jump to definition pretty quickly. That's something that GitHub has now integrated in, which is great if you want to do that from the web. But I really liked that RubyMine had that out of the box because there were a lot of situations where I just did not know where this code was located within the application. And so it was a lot easier for me to find and troubleshoot and throw my Pariah debugger in there and be able to figure out what was going on because it was in the middle of a Rails 2 to Rails 4 migration. So it was already a, a difficult task, but having RubyMine um, available to me definitely helped helped as well. <laughs> well, that's great to hear that. Uh, actually, you described pretty much what I had uh, when I started as a programmer myself, only it was uh, C-sharp and ReSharper back then, but it was still JetBrains tool and I was a fan back then. Very cool. Now, uh, will RubyMine work on all platforms? Does it work on Windows, Mac, and Linux? Well, yes, it is a cross-platform solution, so it works everywhere. Do you think the majority of your users are on one platform, and have you seen that change over time? Uh, well, it's pretty stable, and uh, many Ruby developers do prefer Mac OS, so most of them are on Mac. But there are people who like uh, Windows or Linux, and we do support these versions as well. Yeah, so the, the podcast listeners have heard my drama, but about a year ago, my MacBook completely failed out. And so my organization is a Windows organization, and so I was actually one of the odd people who had a MacBook. And so I decided I was going to give Windows a try after hearing Scott Hanselman's, well, seeing his talk about how Ruby on Rails on Windows could be fabulous because of Bash for Windows. So as I was setting up my Windows environment, I, I had a list of tools that I needed to be able to access, and RubyMine was definitely one of them, along with Slack and Snagit and a bunch of other things. And so I've given VS Code a try, and I, in terms of free IDEs, it's probably my preference, but if I have the ability to use RubyMine, it's what I reach for. <laughs> That's good to hear that. Yeah, so what I always ask all of my podcast guests is, in your experience, where do you see the future of the Ruby and Rails communities going? Uh, <laughs> that's a trick question. Uh, well, Ruby and Rails are here to stay, as I think new versions are being developed, and uh, we're all expecting Ruby 3, hopefully by the end of this year. And, you know, uh, as someone who is coming from other languages, you can Google, uh, is Ruby dead, and get many opinions, but you could also Google, is C-sharp dead, or is PHP dead, and there will be, will be as many articles about that, and here, this all. And still, all these languages are here, and they're still uh, in demand, and there are still new developers and experienced developers. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Ruby and Rails have a big future. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to assume that you're basing on that, uh, the license cell for RubyMine as well. 
<laughs> okay, Natalie. So how can listeners follow you and JetBrains? Uh, so JetBrains is out there on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, obviously by JetBrains. Uh, RubyMine has its own Twitter account. It's called RubyMine. Uh, I personally don't do much social media, but you can also find me on Twitter. And my handle is hard to pronounce, just like my last name is. It's Neurad, but I think it will be in show notes. It's easier. Yes, it will. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today and for discussing one of my favorite IDEs. I could do this all day. Um, listeners, if you have any questions for Natalie, I definitely recommend giving RubyMine a try. We'll give you a link to that in the show notes. Otherwise, uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> See you. Bye.